0: Welcome back, Rebels. Welcome back.
1: Uh, If you are on the Twitter, then head to at DavidSpeedUK, give me a follow. And uh, my pinned tweet at the moment is a thread that I wrote about um, getting 100k on Instagram and the ways that I believe that that happened. I've I've kind of dissected, I've been thinking about it a lot since obviously reaching that milestone last week I had a chat with you ad where I was having a little bit of a like breakdown about <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure whether it was a good thing or not to have 100k because I was like I was probably getting more commission requests when I was at like the 20 to 40k mark um, and you talked some sense into me And I spoke to David Puck former guest on the show uh the other week and he was like he was saying the same things as you like he was like no it's good to have the high number just for social proof and and for everything that goes into that so I've, I've kind of got over that um silliness it seems so stupid doesn't it like champagne problems complaining about a big number but but um but yes i've i've been thinking about sort of the the things and and we weren't actually going to talk about this but it wasn't until you said to me this morning that how many artist ads you're seeing on instagram because one of the things i said in this thread is i don't believe that you should spend any money on growing on instagram because I, i don't think it's actually worth it um, but you've been you've been getting loads and loads of artists uh, sort of ads on Instagram at the moment.
0: Yeah, I think it's one of those things where the algorithm on Instagram is very good for targeting ads at you. So whatever you're interested in, whatever you've been following most recently is generally the thing that you start to get targeted with. So I've been listening to a lot of things about NFTs at the moment. I'm starting getting loads of NFT ads, just all this shit just being pumped at me all the time. And there's also quite a few... Like traditional artists who I've started to follow recently, just kind of like looking around. because I feel like I haven't followed many artists for like quite a long time. Whereas it's always kind of good to every now and again just go and look at stuff. So for me, I never want to be too inspired by one thing. So my work starts to head down a certain direction. So I yeah. don't really follow many artists or photographers or people that I know. Cause I like, I do it all the time where I'm like, just get infatuated with one artist and I'm like, well, that's really cool. I'm going to start copying this stuff and it's really cool. But then I know I don't want that to impact my style, so then I unfollow those people and kind of just try and dip in every now and again so I'm currently on one of those waves where I'm following those different people just to see what's out there, kind of see the current style, see the current trends, that kind of thing. So yeah, follow these people, and then all of a sudden, Instagram starts to pump at me all of the ads from every other artist who's decided, oh actually I'm going to start advertising on Instagram and it's it's so it's almost sad because. I almost feel like people are wasting their money in what they're spending. Like They could be spending that money on improving their craft, taking courses, getting better materials, other things that are actually going to make them better. Whereas I think we're at a stage where people have started on in our Instagram account and they're thinking, I haven't got many followers on this. How'd you get followers? Uh, I don't really know. So I'm just going to pay Instagram because Instagram will have popped up being like, would you like to promote this post? And they've thought, oh, well, if that's how I get likes, then I'm definitely going to do that. And I've seen businesses do it before as well, where there's kind of, they don't really understand how to grow. And they're just like, oh, well, if I just pay for this, surely that's going to get me likes and followers. But I think it's so hard to convey a message or anything in just a quick story ad. Like it pops up, or oh, here's an image of some work that you've just pressed boost post on. And unless that is like literally the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Bearing in mind, like the people I'm following on Instagram have probably all got in excess of 100,000 followers. They're all professional artists who've been doing it for probably 20 years. They've all mastered their craft to a certain degree. If something pops up that's like average, like I'm not going to instantly go into that account and then follow it. Because it's like I'm not following that many artists already. So it's a very hard one because it's like as an artist, I think obviously there is that level of you start somewhere where well, you start at being awful and you get to a stage where you master it over a long period of time. There is a whole bit in the middle where you're not a master yet, but you still need people to support you. But then it's like, oh, well, how do I get them to support me? And I just feel like Instagram ads probably aren't the right way to do that.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's interesting to be talking about Instagram at this moment in time. And I would uh, I would advise everyone to like think carefully if Instagram is definitely the platform for you currently it does seem to still have the same life that it once did almost almost because getting likes and comments and all of that stuff is so addictive like it's scientifically proven to be addicted to our human brains to then deny you from it means that some people are going to pay to get that same dopamine boost through their platform and i'm wondering i i just see the signs that and, and i'm sure you'll probably disagree with me on this but i can see the signs of that I'm not sure how much longer Instagram is going to be like that number one go to platform. I think currently the number one website in the world is TikTok. It's um, it's where I spend a lot more of my time. I'm, I'm on TikTok a lot more than I'm on Instagram. Um, so are, I, I so I think maybe there are those warning signs that which is fucking annoying for me, given like I've, I feel like I've just cracked it over the past couple of years, like really got my Instagram game down um, to be then here saying like, I think this platform might be showing those first early signs that it's maybe going to be dying. Um, And I mean, obviously there's a very innovative team at Facebook who are always going to be looking at what's successful in other social media and bringing those forward. That's one of the points on my, on my tweet thread is talking about video, like make 2022 the year that you move into video and We have so many artists complain about video and Instagram traditionally was a photo sharing app, but it's not anymore. Like it has to compete with TikTok and I I don't post stills on my feed. Like like 99% of the content that I post is video based. And yes, that might take you a little bit longer to make. But again, as I say in the tweet thread, I've only got an iPhone and I edit everything on Instagram or TikTok. I only use those apps. But I think that, Things are evolving. to treat Instagram how you treated it 10 years ago. You're not going to see success. I think throwing money at it, you, you can be successful if you craft a, like, don't just boost one of your posts. Think like an advertiser. If you're going to be making an advertisement for yourself, what is the hook point that's got, like, look at successful ads of the past that have been hugely popular what can you do if you are going to do a boosted post on instagram because i'm not saying it's never going to work like obviously yeah. there are going to be some people that are going to make it work but like you said just posting a random picture from your feed this and and then and then just doing the boost post as opposed to like going really into the back end of of facebook ads and working out who you want to send it out to that's going to give you a lot more success if you are actually wanting to spend money but literally i mean uh, on my road to hundred K I've, I did spend some money with um, some of those like art sharing pages. So mm-hmm. some of them would be like $50 to share one of your posts, $25 to share one of your posts. I tried that out. I think I did three overall and they just, I mean, yes, I maybe got 20, 30 followers. Like you're, you're looking like a dollar a follower. It was just not like, it was just not worth it. So I stopped doing that. Um, and so I really do think, that you can build a large following without putting any money into ads.
0: 100%. And as you're talking about there, in terms of Instagram and kind of like it kind of maybe dying and other platforms taking off, and you're like, you'll probably disagree with this. I actually, I'm going to come back and I'm going to disagree with that because it's interesting. I think you see kind of ebbs and flows with platforms. And I think we grew up at a time when MySpace was a thing and we all saw that absolutely rocket off a cliff and Facebook did exactly the same. Meta as a company, which we are going to call it now. um then I don't think they're gonna make that mistake again. I think they're gonna learn from what they did before, going too heavy on the ads on Facebook and try not to do that again on Instagram. And it's interesting because I remember you talking to me um, about your sister and how she started using Twitter loads. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting because this is at a time for me when I was like, oh, Twitter's kind of like on a bit of a downward curve. Whereas I feel like, again, Twitter is on the up again from kind of like yeah. my observations and like the world I'm in. Um, And I always feel that Instagram's done the same. Where I speak to a lot of kind of Gen Z people, and they are very heavily on TikTok, kind of moving over to that separate platform of choice for their personal fun entertainment, 100%. But they all say that Instagram is the platform they need for being professional. So these people who are trying to have a professional account as a way to advertise to the outside world, they're using Instagram for that, which I suppose previously would have been maybe a Facebook business page. Now we're at a stage where the Instagram is their professional portfolio to the outside world. So I think that might be an interesting way to kind of think about how we do things. Like do we use Instagram as our portfolio, but use TikTok as a way to drive people to see our portfolio? It's almost like that's the kind of entertaining kind of community side, making kind of the fun part of it. But then we've got Instagram as our platform that is just the refined pieces that we move over to there. And I think that's also a great way to just experiment more because if you're on TikTok, it doesn't matter. Like just put out the things, just see what happens, see what resonates because you'll really drive people over. And I've worked with quite a few people who are kind of quite big YouTube influencers and their Instagram followings are huge. Their, the amount of likes they get per post is like massive. Their engagement is huge. And that's not because they're good on Instagram. That's because they're good on a different platform. People have followed them on there and they just like those people. I think YouTube is a perfect example of that because if you watch someone on YouTube regularly, you love that person. You watch them all the time because you like who they are and what they talk about. And then their Instagram accounts, if it pops up and it's like, oh, this person that I love just done something, I'm going to like it whether I really love that post or not. There might be another post that I like more that I didn't like, but because I like that person, I'm just going to give it a like. And I think what people quite often do there is they will look at those people who have the huge engagement and they'll be like, well, I need to do what they're doing and they'll be frustrated when it doesn't work, but then they don't realize that that's not why it's not working. It's not because they don't, the post you did wasn't as good as this other person's, it's because they like the other people more because the other people have given them more value over time. They've grown a bigger relationship with them. It's like if you've got a family member that posts something that's a bit crap, that you would never follow them if they weren't your family, you'll still like their posts because you have a relationship with them. And I think that's what often gets lost within social media is the social side of it the actual relationship that's between you and the audience and I think if we can create something that is relationship building and your content like how can we make those two things happen and I think that's why TikTok's a perfect way to kind of get your authentic side across who you actually are and YouTube as well I think both of them I think if you've got time to put into one or the other you should pick one and just do it well rather than try and do both not so well but I think those two video centric platforms are a way to grow a relationship with an audience and I suppose your success has mainly come through the use of video on Instagram which is also a great way as well it's like if you think about your maybe your main feed as your this is my refined thing all your reels can be no no one has to see your reels they're kind of in a separate tab if you want them to be so it's like how do we kind of use video as a way to build relationship with our audience to make them like who we are to kind of have that kind of more authentic connection but then you've still got the professional side of well this is the th- like because most people listening to the show I imagine are trying to turn their creativity into a career or they're currently on that path in some some form so it's like we need somewhere to be able to display our stuff as a portfolio because as a business as creatives as an artist that's what we have to have so how do we have that balance between keeping something that is still a portfolio and having something that is an authentic audience building relationship building tool.
1: And to add to that, I think one of the most underutilized features of Instagram is the comments, uh, is your caption. So I use that caption to continually reaffirm why I'm making the work, what the work's about. And that's going to gather around you, the people who think and believe the same stuff as you. Uh, And, if you are shared, like uh, one thing we always say is make shareable content. If you are shared on one of those big pages and all of a sudden you get this huge influx of followers, then they need to know who you are. So you've got a very sh- small amount of real estate at the top of your profile to, to give people a rough idea of, of about you. And that's what they're going to make the snap decision on whether they follow you from. But then you've also got your captions and your stories where you can just... You can build on that relationship and you've got to realize that as you are gaining new followers, each each one of those is always a new person that doesn't know your backstory. So going over your backstory again and again, re-explaining the important things. Because I think if you think of you and me, Ad, like there is zero of our lives on the internet. Like yeah. if you and me go and have a beautiful dinner, then we go that was a really lovely dinner maybe it'll be in our camera roll but for the most part it's just in our head um when you're when we're out with friends we're out with friends when we uh, see family members when we're playing with a cute puppy like whatever happens in our lives we live it as human beings and we don't put it on the internet and i think that i think that's a reason why i'm a really happy person because i have no competition i don't view any profiles that have all of that life stuff that like like life successes or the image of here's my new car or house or friendship group or whatever those things might be that that can I think negatively affect people's self-esteem and and their sense of competition and all of that sort of stuff of of, I suppose it's like the feeling of I'm not enough I don't have that because I don't I don't view it and I don't share my side like literally all I do is I, I put out my work and I talk about there There are definite ties between my work and my life, those are the things that I'll talk about in the captions. So I think my advice then to kind of sum that up, my advice then is like, we are in the business of like building relationships. Like there are some people, like you were saying, the YouTubers, there are some people, those YouTubers, their instagram is pretty much their kind of diary of their life and it's very different to the content that they make on and that's that's fine if that's the path you choose to go down um but for me like i don't want to get into that competitive nature of i'm doing really well like i'm doing better than you or worse than you or judging myself or like like my life is is separate like um i was saying to you this morning that we've just got a puppy and send you pictures of puppy but like there's no pictures of my puppy on instagram i don't i don't need the validation from outside people i'm fine to sit and play with beans on his own and just have that between the two of us i don't need likes on instagram because i know i send you those pictures he's a fucking yeah. cute dog
0: right also you sent me the pictures i instantly that, that's a viral dog because you sent it to me and i instantly shared it with someone else so it's yeah. like that you've created shareable content there Yeah, that's not they going out to what Yeah, yeah, that's the thing,
1: isn't it? Like, yeah, he's a beautiful boy, but he's he's my boy, and I don't I don't I'm not so addicted to likes that I'm like oh, but if I post a picture of my puppy, that's going to do really well on social media. Um, so it's it's for me like it comes back to the work. Like I know we always say it, but like the work, the work, the work, the work is the most important thing. If you are trying to be, I don't think we've got many people listening to this show. I know there are some because we've seen them in the DMs, but. There aren't many people out here who are listening to this show that are trying to build a lifestyle brand that I want want people interested in what they're doing day to day. We've got artisans, craftspeople, makers that are building something that make a make work that they put out into the world. And for those people, like I don't unless you want to, I don't think you need to be sharing your life. Um, and if it's making you stressed then you definitely shouldn't be doing it. And I know that there's so many creators that I've, that I've spoken to that the whole social media thing in general just gives the man's anxiety. And really social media is a tool. It is a tool. Like you use it like you would use a hammer. Like a hammer bangs a nail into a wall. That's what you use it for. That's what it's there for. Your Instagram bangs your career out to the outside world. It hopefully creates enough of a visibility around you that at the end of that visibility, some people are buying work from you you're able to support yourself as a creative in this current economy because there are enough people interested in your work that some of them actually want to purchase it and i think that's if if you treat it like like i have no emotion about it like i'll be pissed if instagram does die and i do lose all of those followers but hopefully i've got enough of a, an engaged relationship with enough of those people that when i go oh if i'm moving over to app x over here which is the new trendy app that everyone's on I'll post that on my dying Instagram and then hopefully a core bunch of people who are really, really excited and want to see what I'm doing on this new platform, they'll follow over. But that's because those people have a, an engaged relationship with me because they've they've seen me in their feed enough times. They've read about my work enough times. They've engaged with me. Because they're engaging with me, they continue to see me. And it's like uh, this uh, many episodes back when we spoke to Marin Tanguy and she was talking about social media and junk food and, and the junk in your feed. I follow some of those junk accounts, you know, I, I do follow some of those, um, not not on my David Speed account, but on my, on my like burner account. And, and like they do, like if they move to another platform and all of a sudden, I've had it before actually, where people have posted, I'm no longer on this Instagram. Here's my new one. I don't f- bother following the new one. There wasn't enough of a connection there. They got one of those frivolous, like, oh, I might as well give these people a follow. But then they didn't build on that follow with like engaging content that made me want to stick around and follow them to the next place that they went.
0: What would be a really interesting experiment to do is if everyone's like everyone ha- could only have an Instagram account for a year, and then you had to start a new one. Because I think then every time you're like, "Hey, okay, this is dying. This is the new one I'm moving to." Oh. Seeing seeing how many people move over because that's your core audience. That's how many people actually care about you, which is like brutal. Be, oh. Because That it's would like, be such a ballsy move. That would be incredible. We, we all live in this world where this is the number we're at. This is how many people care about me. Whereas, unfortunately, most of the people don't actually engage your care. They just, yeah, made that frivolous. Oh, that, that one thing is cool. Because at that one moment, they were like, oh, yeah, I'll give that a follow.
1: See, I know I don't have the bollocks to actually do that. I know 100% that I don't have the bollocks to actually do that. Because exactly like you said, I like to think that there's 104,000 people that are interested in me. But if I'm honest, I know that that's absolute bullshit and, and I'm so tempted. I'm not going to do it, but I'm so tempted to like just sack it off and just go, OK, if you really care, follow this account. So then so then I think that's of there's a really good lesson there of, of like everyone's always so worried about the numbers. And it's like, forget that. Those, these numbers mean nothing. Like we've both just admitted that if we started a new Instagram tomorrow, like we'd we'd have very very small followings yeah and and like that but those are the those are the followers that matter those are the engaged ones um and and one thing that i said in the thread is is make sure that you've got a mailing list or somewhere else that isn't at the mercy of an algorithm um and i suppose i mean so maybe my number will be 2000 because that's how many people i've got on my mailing list maybe they're the they're the people that care enough that would follow me to a new to but so 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 but so the lesson there is like if you're looking at all of these accounts and feeling some sort of envy like know that most people that follow those accounts is just a passing like it's some little bit of candy in their feed and they they like it but they're not super super engaged they're not engaged enough that they'd follow it somewhere else so and again this is another thing that I said in the thread you really should check out this thread because you'll get a lot of value from it but <laughs> um, but one of the things I said in the thread was like don't go chasing the new numbers just think about the people who already follow you and make content for them. And I think that's the, that's the key thing to do is like build this community, make work for them. When people can see, like if you see a really fun party going on, then you'll look, look through the door and you'll go, oh, I'd love to be in that party. And if the door's open and there's someone on the door who goes, oh no, you can, you can come into this party, that's fine. Then you can come in and you can go in and have a good time.
0: It reminds me when we were talking to Laura Giasi the other week when she basically has on her account, of like, this account isn't for these people. And I think having almost like a doorman there to be like, which is basically your bio or whatever you're saying yeah. in the captions. So you've got or whatever. a big
1: sign above the door.
0: Yeah. That says, like, this is for these people. If you're interested, come in, have a party because it's great in here. But if you're not, then go somewhere else because there will be another party for them to go into. Whereas I yeah. feel like quite often we'll get. Whereas I feel like quite often you'll get people who just say, anyone can come in, this is great, and it's for anyone. But then that's yeah. where we end up in the same situation we are talking about before, where if you move to a new account, those people will not want to come there because they're like, oh, well, I wasn't that into that party before, so I'm not going to go yeah. to the second one. Talking there about captions, I think that this is an interesting thing that I'll be interested to hear your thoughts on it as well. But I've noticed, because we've kind of talked about this in the past, about kind of captions and how important they are, that I don't really read captions on Instagram. But what I do read is if someone has it where you swipe across and they've just got a screenshot of text, I will sit and Mm. read all of that. And whereas I won't, I think because Instagram makes you press the more button to go down onto to, to see the rest of the long caption. Uh, And I've noticed it with um, a few people that I follow recently where it's obviously new year. People are trying like new things to be like really good in kind of like doing all the things that they weren't doing before to try and grow and that kind of thing. And I'm seeing a lot of people write longer articles this year. Like it's it's January the 1st ticked over. People's equality of the amount of time they put into their posts just absolutely skyrockets. I've seen it with loads of different creators that I follow. Um, But the people who wrote long captions, I'm like, I don't actually read these. Like, but I will happily swipe across 10 things and then read absolutely loads if it's like within that kind of format even if you've just written on your notes, you screenshotted it and you've brought in that, or you've taken a screenshot of a Twitter thing that you've said, I think, like, I don't know if this is, I don't know the actual stats on it, but this is how I consume. And I think that's quite an interesting thing to think about if you're trying to build a relationship is to make it so the first bit is maybe that kind of like nice thing that it draws everyone in and think, oh, that's the perfect one. That's your portfolio piece. But then like so many people I see at the moment, they'll have that nice picture, but you swipe across and it's like, then it's like, oh, here's a picture of me like looking really cool. Then oh, here's a picture of me looking silly. Here's a picture of something random that I like. And it's almost just like you get an idea of their life a lot more within those swipes. So I think that can be quite a nice way to build in your personality into stuff, into your captions, but not have it in the physical caption, have it in the extra stuff that you can add in to boost up that initial image.
1: Yeah, you've also got your story highlights where you can use that i, I it's all about finding the real estate isn't it within the app and, and creative ways of which you can get your personality across because that's what it comes down to really i think there's i don't know what the percentage would be but i think probably like 50 50 is 50 50 gonna be 50 percent of i'm into the work and 50 percent of i'm into the creator And what chances do like your feed is the work, but then what chances do you get to show who you are as the creator?
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I was talking to an artist the other day who follows the show, and she said to me like, "Oh, I don't have an about page on my website yet." And I was like, "Hmm, interesting. About pages on websites are something that is just a thing. Like everyone has a, this is who I am, this is what I believe in. No one has that on their Instagram. No one. Mm. I've not seen that. Whereas if you made your first story highlight of about me and just fucking sit down and work out who you are and I might do that it's fucking genius yeah I think I might do that as well because it's like it's if we if that can be a thing when you're like oh you land on the page who is this person if I found two people who had an equal level of art but one person had a video of them talking about me or telling them about themselves I'm instantly going to like that person more have some form of connection with them whereas the art accounts that I'll follow for a bit and unfollow is because I don't know who the person is. Whereas if I care about the person, I'm going to stay around. So this is a, an interesting little thing I think we can all do.
1: Every single person that listens to this is a person. So it's like we all, And because I, I think that's, that's it's one of the things that I struggled with the most was putting myself out there. And especially because like we said earlier, like there's no other parts of me on the internet other than this show it's like i know that was something that i definitely struggled with until i realized how essential it was to make to make to to bring a human element to the work that i was making until there was that connection there wasn't going to be any success so as soon as i realized that that was what kind of forced me and pushed me into it it's like i hate speaking to my camera on my phone and doing stories but i know that it's essential because i know i'm building relationships with people and that they deserve to to hear from me and they deserve to be if they're invested in the relationship then they need to know what's going on so what's really interesting is with with every single person that's listening to it some of you guys are going to struggle on that sort of open putting yourself out there as a person side because it's hard but a lot of you are not going to struggle with that because you've got that down like even if the work is not 100% there yet you've got those amazing personalities that are people that people are really going to want to see and for me because i feel like i don't have one of those like really Larry like blah, out there personalities that's why i always find it and as we've said five million times on this show like we're both introverts i find that other stuff really hard basically what it's going to do is going to it's going to give you a competitive edge because most artists are just relying on the work they're hiding behind it and i know because i've done it myself but as soon as you do manage to take that step to come outside of it and say here's the work, here's me, that's where, like, honestly, that's where you're going to make those connections. That's where you, that's where everything is going. You'll, you'll start to see that momentum. And my advice would be, whatever it is that you think is like boring about yourself or the, those things that you take for granted, there are other people out there that either relate to them because it's exactly the same as them, or they feel really interested in it because it's not their day-to-day, it's not their normal life. So, I would just urge everyone to start to share that side because I really feel like it's one of the key factors. It's going to give you a competitive edge against everyone else because most people don't do it. And it's really that start of finding those people that if you do move to another account, they're coming with you because they're on board, because they know you and they like your work and they like you. And that's, that's the perfect combination. I think you really need both. To be truly successful, you need both
0: people always talk about kind of story and the importance of story and like you just telling what you do and who you are is your story and if people can see themselves in that like I'm an artist I'm struggling this is where I started you might not even be struggling now like this is where I started from this is where I've got to it's like then just by telling that simple story then it's like Depending on where people are along their own path at the moment, if they're at the start, then they can relate to where they started and can see where you've got to, and they can be like, "Oh well, that means if I keep doing this, then I keep following this person, then I can get to that stage too." Which is, I think, where you see a lot of people who are really successful now, is you know where they started from and how it is possible. When I think about Casey Neistat as an example of like a creator that I like, I know that he had a kid at sixteen, like lived in a trailer, moved to New York, lived in a one-bedroom apartment with his kid with nothing. Now he's fucking killing it on the internet. Like he's done really, really well for himself. He's had HBO shows. He's just like he's but that if he didn't come from that initial place, if he was like, Oh, I grew up in this um really rich family, my dad was a media mogul and I got this money, went to this private school and did this, then to me, I can't relate to that. So I wouldn't have the same kind of connection that I have to him. If you did grow up in a wealthy family, went to a private school, and then that's where it is. That's going to reflect with that person like I'm not saying anyone is better or worse than the other but it's about finding your people and finding and telling your story and seeing who else can relate to that story and not expecting everyone to relate to that story because in those examples I gave there like there are two people who've come from two different demographics two different lifestyles to get to that point but that is that's just two different audiences like you're never going to appeal to everyone your life isn't going to be inspirational motivational to everyone but to a large amount of people, it is because the internet allows you to be opened up to so many people. So I think just telling your, your story of exactly what you've done so far is a great way. And if we all have this about me section, then how did you get to where you are now? Like that's something that if you can help someone else see themselves in your story I think that's a way that true connection happens because then you've instantly got something that's relatable. It's like you've got something in common because at some point in your life, you've been in the same place that someone else has.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like I want to read a bunch of books about, about human behaviour and because there's there's definitely something very human nature-y about finding similar threads in other people. And it's those relatable things, I think, that as soon as we... As soon as we see someone especially when some especially someone who we put on a pedestal and I know a lot of we've we've always asked you not to, but I know a lot of listeners to this show put us on pedestals and it's like as soon as you start to see oh that's similar that's similar, that's similar, then you really can you, you really realize like uh, it's actually silly that I put that person on a pedestal because where they 've come from is exactly the same as where i'm at now which is why i think it's always been important for us on this show where we've spoken about those early early days where we were really struggling things were really fucking hard like because i talk to artists now who are in the middle of that and it would be easy for us like 11 12 years on from when we first started our first business of like forgetting what it was like then um because things are good for us now and like we've worked hard and we've got to that stage after a lot of graft a lot of years of graft like we've got to that stage and saying to those young creatives like it, it, we know this is possible i'm looking at your work and it's fucking good like i just want you to have the same confidence that i have but the only reason i have this confidence is because i've been through all the shit and it worked out and i just want to tell you like it will work out you've just got to keep going if you stop then it or you're inconsistent, then it won't happen. Um, But just seeing those parallels and and always talking about the experiences and the stuff that you've gone through, that other humans can then go, well, I'm going through that right now. And then I can see that brighter side on the other side. Like I know that, so if we're looking at, if we're talking about social media and we're looking at numbers, like I know I've got a really high number. So many of those people that follow me are not people that are fans of my work. They're people who are trying to replicate what I've done. literally just looking at it and going okay what's in here for me because that was me for years following other artists seeing like seeing the things that were working and then replicating it myself doing my own version of it taking that taking that and running with it so so I think for so many people they will find their their own stories their own day-to-day so mundane because it it's just their story and they've heard it a million times because they've lived it But as soon as you put it out and you can find those other people that also are having going through similar things, because to be growing up now, to be making work now, to be going through a global pandemic, like there's so much that is shared experience that is tying us all together. And your take on those things, if that's the same take that someone else has or or is not the take that they have yet, but it just registers something in their brain that, you know what you've just said, that's makes perfect sense to me what you just said. They're your people and your people are going to be what's going to help you build a community which is going to help you make a
0: living yeah it's interesting i think like i thinking about kind of what people follow and what people consume and well, what i consume as well most of what i'll consume on youtube will be someone else has worked something out and they're telling me about it and i want to know how to do that thing whether and i think this would be the same for when people watch kind of like influencers of kind of like people's lives and stuff because they're like that's the life that i want if i watch them i'm going to learn how to get it and thinking about the kind of content we put out and like does that help people get to where they want to get to does what you put out in the world help people achieve something that's bigger than what they can achieve now and i imagine every single person listening to this show isn't at the start of their journey in terms of the start start because Mm -hmm. no way do you think i'm going to be an artist I'm gonna go listen to Creative rebels Podcast. That's the first thing I'm gonna do before I do anything. Like that's uh you're so far through a journey that you're like, okay, well, now I maybe have improved my craft to this degree. How do I wanna turn this thing that I've got into a career? It's almost like that level up, but it's kind of with further on in a journey than literally right at the start. Which means that you've already accomplished something to get to where you've got to, which means that well, what have you achieved? Like and then if you can tell people what you have achieved and how you've achieved those things, people are going to consume what you create. And it's like, no matter where you're at, if you're at art school, if you're 20 years old and you've managed to succeed at something, there's people who are studying art at GCSE at school who haven't got to that yet. So they're still like, they can learn so much from you. And because you've been doing it for maybe four or five years longer than them. Even like people who are in first year, At art school, compared to final year, there's gonna be so much that's learned within that period. Like if we can share the things we learn and help educate the people who want to do that journey too, or at least kind of like show them what the world we live in looks like. Like to be that inspirational. Like I'm an artist. This is where I currently work. This is my studio space. These are the materials I'm currently using. This is what I did last week. Like just to see that and see like oh someone else can do this. Someone else has done this before. Means I can do it too think just showing that honest side of well this is my life like you to you it's boring because the people that you follow are probably earning hundreds of thousands of pounds every year doing insane art for all these big brands and just doing really cool stuff and you're like oh i wish i could be them but where you're at now is really cool to someone else like someone else wants to be where you are within the next four years like if you're if you're doing gccr and you're like oh i want to be this insane comic book artist that's doing all of the current Marvel comics. You'll get there in maybe 20 years. It's not going to happen soon. But what you can do, but what you can get to in four years is to be that person who's four years ahead of you and just see where it's at. I think we have this idea that we can excel so quickly in our career from being starting at something to being the best in the world at it. Whereas as soon as we realize that is a longer period of time, that is maybe a 20, 30 year gap to get from the absolute start to where you're actually just doing the perfect thing all the time like there's like, okay well instead of like let's fill that gap with kind of people that we want to follow and if you follow people who are a few years on in your journey than you five years on 10 years on and just have that broader range of things you'll learn the whole journey whereas someone who is so far along compared to you is going to be detached from what you're From what you can do currently. I think it's remembering that, that it's like instead of trying to always look for inspiration in the people who are so far down the road, look for people who are just that next step on the journey. And I think if you can follow other creators and also show creators who are just that one step behind you, that this is how you get onto the next step, then that's where community starts to form. That's where relationships start to build with other people. And I think if we're always kind of thinking about how we can help someone else with what we do, how is consuming my content benefiting someone else? Even if that is just me posting a picture of my studio here and a young photographer seeing it and being like, one day I would love to have that. Because when mm-hmm. I was a kid, one day I would have loved to have this. And it's funny for me now, the people I watch, I'm like, oh, well, I want a fucking massive, like something even bigger now. But like what I have now, so many, people in, in, so many people walk in here who are other creatives and they're like, oh, I'd love to have something like this. So it's remembering that what you have currently someone else wants that and just being some form of inspiration kind of helping people get to where they want to get to and i think if we can have that kind of view around what we create it'll just be better for everyone i think that's where you're also going to get an audience that actually cares about
1: everything i have is all that i need and all that i need is everything i have wonderful that idea of being generous to to others so understanding that if you are a creative there's probably a lot of other creatives following you because that's how that's how most accounts follow. Um, that's how most accounts start off is is your, your base audience is going to be other people that are doing similar things to you. I think that idea of generosity is so fucking hard to find that when you do actually do it, you really stand out. I mean, it took me a good couple of hours to, to write this thread about how I've succeeded on Instagram. I gave everything away there's not there's not a um, site like some secret tips that i was like better not share that it's just like i thought about it i th- I put down every single point, and it took me a couple of hours to write and then i've put it on the internet for free for people because i'm not tr- like i didn't want to package that up and sell it in a book which i probably could have to be fair like everything every point in this thread i could write another couple of paragraphs about go into a bit more detail about it i could package that up and put it into an ebook and charge money for it because that's not how I make my living, because I don't need to, because I make my living from my art, like I'm perfectly happy to put that out in into the world because for me, I could get some cash from it, but what's more important is to help a bunch of artists to build that connection with them because I've, I've given something, at, like you and me with this show every single week, hours and hours and hours of content, like we've given it to you, like it's free, it's out there there's not enough of that. Like there's not enough artists who are going, oh, this gallery's just like, this gallery's just put me on. Who, what are the other artists that I know that they might be interested in that I could send an email to them? Like, I I just think this idea of like lift as you climb, like our our former guest Viv Goscrop talks about, chucking out the odd opportunity to someone that you know, bringing them along on the ride with you is so important. It's when I got... um. I've told the story before on here about how Goldie got me in his gallery and I've put Goldie in touch with my screen printer and now my screen printer is doing all of the prints for Aurum Gallery in Thailand for Goldie. And he's like so super grateful that that connection was made. It doesn't hurt me Mm. that he's doing, do you know what I mean? It, It helps me in fact, because Goldie goes, oh, he recommended someone who's really fucking good at what they do. It's like it's it's win-win all round, whereas I think most people think like, oh, I better not rock the boat. I better not I, like people do realize that there's other creatives other than you out there. Like you're not it's not all of a sudden they're going to go, oh, my God, I thought you were actually the only one that existed. So be generous, put put forward other people, bring other creatives along with you for the ride. Even it will be good for your career, but like it'll just it's just more fun. Than doing everything on your own, knowing that you've got others that you can rely on that are gonna then help you on other things. It's just, it's just it's the source, man. It's the one.
0: Yeah. And then also like the relationship that you're gonna grow with that screen printer as well, that you just put them in touch with someone else. Because you could have just said to Goldie, I can do your prints for you. Just just send me whatever you need and I'll get them done. And it's like then you go to the guy and you just become the middleman. But then it's like so much of your time is then taken up of being the middleman, and I think that's just trap that a lot of young creators get into as well. It's like, oh, a little bit of cash there. I could earn a little bit of profit there. Yeah. I was going to jump on that and I'm going to start mm. doing the screen prints for that as well. And it's like just becomes this like you're just doing a bit of everything but you're never really doing it well. But actually I think for a career to be successful over a, and be sustained over a longer period of time, like trust and the build trust you build and relationships that you build is the most important thing out of anything. It's like as you're talking about there with your Twitter post. It's like you could have put that out and someone could have paid you money. But if someone consumes that and benefits from it, without you even knowing it, they've paid you in trust. They've paid you in a bit of a relationship that's been built. And that's obviously not visible. Like we can't see that, but that is an existing thing that makes a difference to you going forward. Because the more trust we can build with people, the more likely that like as soon as you drop another set of prints or some like sketches or something that they'll be like, oh that's the guy who really helped me on that I really took some value from that I built some trust with him whereas it's like if you just put it out as a book and there was no way for them to like really know who you were or anything they might read that consume it and then just like never think about you again but it's like when we think about all of the people that we kind of consume like whether it's their podcasts whether it's their audio books whether it's like just speaking to them on the show relationship is built every time someone helps you it's like there's people who I love on YouTube who are like just people who do tutorials and it's like i've don't I've not, never seen any of their life but they've given me so much value in what they do that i really respect them and if they drop something that was like a paid thing I might, I might be like oh i'm just gonna buy that like whether i need it or not because i know i'm gonna support that creative by doing that or support that person by doing that so i think yeah it's that idea of almost like trust karma like if you put stuff out into the world that's going to help someone else in some way even if it's to just inspire them to just to see where they can get to and where you've come from just even just like invest in a bit of story like people love story like the currency of trust i think is something that we don't appreciate enough it's we're always looking for that like little bit of cash that's a short-term goal whereas trust doesn't go away like as long as if you can keep providing stuff to people and they the trust keeps building like that is so valuable that is something that we need to strive more for rather than just looking for oh, I can get a quick bit of money for that.
1: Yeah, it's it's holding your breath. And and given that I did talk earlier about knowing how hard it is to be that early stage creative, it's always a difficult one to talk about because I do think that holding your breath is the best for your career because if you've got, for example, if you've got a really distinctive style, the first brand that you worked for, they've really, really got to pay you hard for using your style because it's going to be if you do a big campaign with Nike, you are then less but like you're then less viable to Adidas because y- your style has already been seen, so I think we've got to be so protective of our stuff, but then you and me know what it was like where we ha we took jobs that we really did not want to do that were shit money for shit clients because we had to do them because we couldn't mm. have survived if we didn't take them on. So it is, if you, if you have got enough, if you are able to hold your breath for longer to say no to the stuff that you don't want to do, it will be better for your career or it will make the ride to success an easier one.
0: I think it's a balance, isn't it? It's like, I, yeah, I would say to if we started again now, I'm sure I would still take the shit jobs because because mm. there's such good money in some of them that it was like it's stupid not to like just it's almost like out of pride i won't take it but it's like i know that that money is going to help me do more of the thing that i want to do i think it's just it's balancing it it's, it's if you're doing a shit thing every single day just because the money is there mm. then like don't do that like it needs to be there just needs to be a balance even if it's even if it was you worked it's the same it's exactly the same principle of working a job that you don't like and then slowly transitioning into an art career that you're doing the thing you love every day if four of the five days in a week you're doing bad projects for bad clients who you don't enjoy it but you're earning the money from it and that allows you to have one day a week to be creative to do the fun thing to do the thing that you actually want to do more of in the future do that take the shit jobs because it's allowing you to have that one day and then it's just that transition of. You, if, if you've got that one day and you're working hard in that one day doing the thing you want to be doing for the kind of clients you want to be doing and for the clients you want to be working for, that will grow because it, you'll, you'll be more passionate about it. Mm. And it's like, then you'll probably get to a stage where you only have to do like three days out of the five working And you only have to do three days out of five that are working for those bad clients. And it will transition over time. So yeah, I definitely don't want to say to people, just say no to every client that isn't perfect for you because that is unfortunately part of the journey that we all have to go on it's just you either go and get a job working in a completely different industry or you that just is going to pay you a weekly wage go and work in a coffee shop go and get a job in an office go and do something else but the advantage of so for us as an example the amount of of those projects that we didn't want to do but the money was good we were still improving our craft we were still using the tools every single day and i think that Mm. can be important as well it's like don't like it, it sometimes as you're in it it seems like oh this is so shit but you you're still learning all the time you're still using the tools that you're using every day you're getting slightly quicker at all the things that you do if you think of like designing as an example if you're doing logos and websites and stuff for people that you don't like or enjoy then you're actually getting quicker at using those tools within photoshop and eventually in a few years down the line when things have transitioned to more you just doing your own thing for the kind of clients you want to be working for you'll you'll be quicker at doing the stuff so you'll be able to create more which as soon as you can create more you'll get more people get offering to do you'll get more people offering to kind of pay for the thing that you want to be doing and it's just this cycle but like yeah definitely I'm not definitely not saying don't take the shit jobs I'm saying do take the shit jobs if they allow you to do the things that you do want to do but it's making sure that when you've got that time you do want to do that you put all your work effort in to making sure that you don't have to do the other ones so much. Yeah,
1: that that makes me think back to when we were just starting out and we're struggling along and we would do murals for people and then we would say, oh, we can also do your website and you ended up doing a bunch of websites. Oh, of websites, God, for of websites. Of yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny and, and like obviously you wouldn't have had fun building, like there was that donut website that you built, wouldn't have had fun building that, but the time put into it was not wasted time because now if you want to build your own website – you've got the tools and the skills and the speed to be able to do that quickly and efficiently.
0: And there was an event that we worked for as well. And we actually, at that event, we made a video of it ourselves and just posted it. And then the event owners saw our video and were like, oh, that's really cool. Can you come and do that for us next year? And it was like, yeah, this is how much it would cost to do. And it was like, we went and did something that wasn't our profession. But we just went and did it because there was a bit of money there that we could then use that to reinvest back into the company and then help us do more of the thing that we did want to do. And there's so many little projects that we've kind of taken over the years that haven't been around our core product, but have allowed us to do more of our core product, which is like that's what you need to ask yourself. By doing this, is it going to allow me to do more of the thing that I want to do? If the answer isn't yes, then don't do it. But if it is, do it. And like you'll learn stuff along the way. And it sometimes feels like oh, i hate doing this but like i don't imagine there's many people who are successful who are doing the thing that you want to do who haven't gone through loads of shit mm. like unless you're just born into some really rich family you can just give you all the things and you, you've never had to do that but if you're coming from anywhere that isn't that which is most people you're going to have to go through a lot of shit to get to where you want to get yeah. to
1: yeah i i think it's so interesting and i yeah thinking back i'd forgotten about that doing that job it's so funny i when you read business books um and i i think specifically this is in win without pitching i might be wrong but the advice is always just do your core thing that's what you've been in, that's that's what you're there to do and you need to you need to show to all clients that this is my core thing this is what i do this is what i'm best at and i don't touch any of that other shit but that's just not The real world and my advice is like don't go and film an event for someone if you're not going into event filming. Like don't. Mm. But real life is if you hadn't gone and done that filming event, then maybe we wouldn't have been able to feed ourselves that month. So it's 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 weighing up, like, like you said, is there some value in this, even if that value is just I'm gonna be able to eat this month, which is gonna be able to carry on. Keep the company alive is going to be able to me to carry on doing the thing that I actually want to be doing, um and I, I I guess that's just what we're always trying to do on this show is is remember that there is the other side to this creative thing of like it's not just a dream world where if you create great work people are just going to come to you every day and and your life's going to be rosy it's like it's harder than that and it's important that we are a responsible podcast and we don't just pump you up with like with, with bad advice, like weigh it up. Is, is my time better spent not taking this filming job and going out and pitching five clients on, on what we do? Or is it like, I've got to take this because we're that, like we're that low down on money supplies and there's bills due and we're going to get kicked out of our studio if we don't go. It's it's There's always that balance process and working out, what's in it for you. And and I think one thing that you always have to be careful of is just because you're good at a thing doesn't mean that you necessarily love it. Um and I mean interestingly enough, through you, you found your photography career through just experimenting with taking photos of our work and always being the go-to like, I'll get Adam to go because you've been playing with cameras in your spare time. Adam's got a nice camera get him to photograph the work and then that was the first like little pebble that kind of dropped down the hill
0: that started to roll and gather gather momentum yeah that's that's a really interesting point actually because I suppose if you link that back to that video that I went to do for that company like you could say that was almost one of the spawns of getting me to where I am now I think that's what as a creative I think it's always good to try lots of different other creative things as well because you never know what the future is going to hold you never know what's going to drop next what's going to be trendy next like or even just the tools you can use like especially learning something like video like at the start of this episode we started talking about how important video was for social media like just learn how to do it because it's not going away and it's something that you don't know what's going to happen in your life you don't know where your life's going to take you I would never like if you would asked me five years ago what you're going to be doing in five years I would never have said photographer not not at all but it's like, look, and that's what I do full time now. It's, But that's only because I tried lots of different things and I found that and I was like, oh, actually, that's quite enjoyable. And then I used to do lots of like videos at Graffiti Life. And it was like, you can kind of see when you kind of follow it back, all the little kind of like pebbles that, yeah, kind yeah. of made the impact along the way. But it's like that is a useful tool that's helped me to get to where I've got to now. Whereas if we didn't ever say yes to anything else, that would have never happened. And you would just stayed on that same path. then yeah I think like as a creative I think we were talking about the other week kind of off mic where so much of your value isn't in the technical skills that you have it's in your actual creativity it's in how you can apply that to anything that you do and I think if you're a creative person and you've practiced a lot within the creative industries as soon as a new program opens as soon as a new media platform appears you can take it up so much quicker because you've already got the experience of being a creative it's like learning the tool isn't hard like Like learning how to use a camera is not hard. Like it's not hard at all. There's not many settings on there. Like it's pretty simple. And then lighting, it's like not that hard. Like to look at it as an outsider, you might be like, oh, that looks really complicated. There's always numbers and dials I don't understand. But if I compare that to something like Photoshop, there's hundreds of tools in that. I don't understand most of them, but I know how to use a good chunk of them. And then when I look at something like After Effects, I'm like, Fuck, that is just that's too much that's like i i know that i could go and learn it but at the moment it seems intimidating because i don't understand it and i've not even started using it and i think it's the same with anything but i know that if i did like i know how to be creative so i know i've got enough in my brain that just by learning the tools i could then go and create something amazing with it
1: i was talking to another previous guest uh, mike winnett i was talking to on on twitter the other day and uh, i was saying to him that he should get on tiktok and he was like, Oh, I better get my dance moves out. And it's like that love Mike's uh, death. Yeah. But that that shows that Mike doesn't know where TikTok is currently, the state of TikTok. Like only having dance moves on there, that's five years ago. Like we have come a long way. Like TikTok is an educational platform and that algorithm is so smart that it knows what you like and it will serve up that content to you.
0: Yeah, I was actually watching something this morning and they were talking about this kind of guy who was probably in his fifties loved TikTok it was his most used platform because he learned loads of golf moves from it like he learned (laughs) because it's like there's lots of little tips and he's like I've learned so much from that platform that has improved my game and it was like that's brilliant and but that's someone who's given it the chance like this was a marketing officer for a big company but so like he's invested in uh, needing to know how to use the tool whereas actually if most people just took the time to learn how to use it properly they would probably get something out of it
1: yeah definitely and um, and this is this is not a sponsored uh, post but there's a company called later uh who I think do a lot of really good social media tips and stuff um I'm on their mailing list and they do sell a product, but m- a lot of their information that they give away is for free um it's I think it's like a scheduling app i like I don't pay for the product literally I just get their mailing list, which has always got loads of social media tips but it's like start learning start like if if you picked up a camera and you didn't know what all those dials meant you would go on YouTube and you would look at what, what do these dials mean. Like, um, I had someone ask me the other day like how to do a collaboration post on Instagram. Yeah. So so that your post goes on your feed, but it also goes on the person whose feed that you collaborated, essentially opening you up to an entirely brand new audience. That I mean that's so beneficial for both parties. To be a collaborator is great for both sides, especially if you're if you've both got a sort of fair, fairly equal following. That's win-win for both of you. Um, And I was speaking to someone who didn't even know that that existed. So they're definitely not getting the best out of their social media if they don't know all of the different features that these platforms have that we can be utilising. Like, did you know that if you go live often on TikTok, that then TikTok will post out uh, your most recent videos To people's streams because they're trying to get people onto your live feed. The reason they're trying to do that is because then that means people are going to spend longer time on the app. This is all behaviours that that benefit the app, but you can utilise them to benefit you as the as the creator as well. I think we we're heading into a really interesting time where Web three is going to take over. And again, if you haven't heard of Web three, like read some blogs, do some research. But it's essentially We already spoke about maybe Instagram is going to die, but I've already seen Instagram looking at bringing out ways like where you could subscribe to someone on Instagram and that would be a monetary thing where that creator got got paid for making their content. So already the big platforms are seeing a looming threat and addressing it already. I think they've rolled that out. Uh, They're kind of testing that in the States at the moment. But be aware that The state of the internet is changing. There's going to be new platforms popping up. I think there's going to be rivals to Instagram. I think Web3 is going to be a really big thing. But if you're not educated about it, then you're not going to be able to be early. You're not going to have that early advantage. And you're not going to be able to grow on the existing platforms that that we have if you don't do your research and learn about how to use them in the best way. If you're not making reels on Instagram and you only produce still content... You're, you're, missing, you're missing a really big trick. Um, maybe you feel like your content can only be seen as a still image. Are you sure? Like you live your life by moving around. Even if you make a static 2D object, what, what do you do in your day around that object that could be brought to video? There must be something.
0: Well, I think like any physical flat image that we produce wasn't produced through just thought alone. Like some movement had to happen to get to that point. And it's like, if it's a screen record, if you're doing it on a computer, if it's a video of what you're doing, like process. It's like there was process to get to that final thing. Show a bit of that process. If you're too precious about showing a process, then show some cool little sneaky things that lead to a reveal at the end. Like the amount of people who just do like close-up brush strokes, it's a satisfying video to watch and then there's a big reveal. That's a thing that people consume. It's like the idea of suspense in that is great it's something that as humans it's something we like to watch and consume like there is so much we can do to just make our work like move
1: yeah i I saw this really interesting tiktok that was talking about the human brains need to close a loop so if you start a video with because you've got two seconds to capture someone's attention before they flick to the next one if you open a loop which is essentially like um it's almost like clickbait but you're you're answering you're asking a question that is then unresolved in my brain i'm going to continue watching so that that loop can be closed and there are these really interesting creators who will do a double open loop it's it's fascinating so they'll they'll ask their first question that will get me thinking about something the example they were using was something about uh, fast food restaurants so it's did you know this about a taco bell taco uh, fucking i don't know whatever it was did you know this about taco bell taco then they'll start talking about that but while they're talking about that they'll also go they use this amazing hack then they'll carry on so you've opened two loops there then you close the first loop then you close the second loop and that keeps pe- like p- the the videos that have but the, like the double loop key are, are like their watch time is incredible if you can increase that watch time, it's it's so clever. But what you were describing there is those close up brush strokes, that opens a loop of me wanting to see, well, what, oh, what is, is this, this? person yeah. creating? Then by the time you show the finished image, again, showing the finished image. I've seen a bunch of creators on on Instagram showing just that part, just brush strokes, but then they don't show the final reveal at the end.
0: How unsatisfying, like my loop wasn't closed. I could potentially by seeing that one piece of content be with you for the rest of my life. Like that's something that we need to think about in terms of like customer lifetime. If you don't satisfy me, I'm not (laughs) coming back for a a second, second go. It's like, if you, if you see something and you're like, Oh, that was cool. I really liked that. I might subscribe and come back and watch more and more and more. If you're like, Oh, here's just a little bit of a tease. And there's no rewards. Like, well, fuck you. Like, this is a platform giving me stuff that is going to satisfy me it's going to fill all those loops it's going to be good for my brain's little dopamine rushes if you don't do that well fuck you i'm going to be on to the next one like because some because the next person will give me that and i think making sure that we yeah do close those loops you do kind of tell us tell a story that is that has a start middle and end not just a start or just start and middle because like oh that also pisses me off when i see a video on tiktok that's like that never has an end and i'm like, like for part two yeah yeah fuck, fuck that i like I, I, part two is probably not going to come up with my thing and also if, if i like it it doesn't mean that i'm actually going to see part two i'm not stupid i know that that's that's not how it actually works so Do it's you know like
1: what? oh you're very you're very very likely to if you like it you're very very likely to see part two the algorithm is so fucking smart if you if you watch a video to the end it's very likely that they will show you the next video that that creator makes
0: Oh, okay. That's interesting because, yeah, I I don't consume enough on TikTok to for that to be something that is actually really seen. But saying that, when I do go on, it's definitely the same creators that I've watched all the way through a bunch of times. So yeah, Yeah, how yeah. yeah. So yes, to tell a story, but but then I also wouldn't want to kind of push that as a tactic because I think maybe if you've got a certain level of people following, that would do that. But oh,
1: dude, yeah, no. For the 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 like for part two, people find it so annoying and although they may like because they do want to see part two, you are actively pissing them off. You're not everything we've spoken about in this episode is about building an engaged audience of of people that trust, know trust and like you. Doing that is not, building trust it's pissing people off they're 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 going to want to close that loop so they're going to want to see part two as soon as they've seen part two they're going to unfollow you or not interact with any of your comic because you you've burnt a bridge with them it's, it's so funny isn't it that uh, like like a digital burnt bridge um, yeah, yeah, yeah. by by not giving the full story on a tiktok this is the world we live in now like what a yeah. fucking <laughs> stupid place to be in. but it, it is what it is um look i think i think there's been there's been a lot in this episode. Um, it's funny when we did that episode recently where we were talking about, maybe this is not the stuff people want to hear. Maybe they just want to hear about how to get a load of followers on Instagram. Well, now we've done both. So hopefully <laughs> people find this really useful. Um, we, If you have found this useful, dude, please go to Spotify right now and give us five stars. We would love you to the moon and back. Uh, everything we spoke about on this episode was about gaining trust and loyalty with people uh, hopefully we've gained that trust and loyalty with you and you can show us that by giving us a, a, a review on Spotify. It would mean the absolute fucking world to us. We we love you guys. We do this show for you. Um, and the the one thing that would really help us is that that review on Spotify. So please, if you have time, go and do that for us.
0: And also thank you to everyone who sent us over on Instagram what their big plan for this year is, like last week, because it was great to see those come through of people who are actually putting... With their thoughts for the year into words and making themselves accountable by just telling someone else so yeah so if you've got anything that you're planning this year if you just want to ask us a question at rebelscrate on instagram um yeah see you soon uh we love
1: you guys have a good week and we'll speak to you soon